Today's reading is taken from chapter 7 of Luke. After Jesus had finished all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. A centurion there had a slave whom he valued highly and who was ill and close to death. When he heard about Jesus, he sent some Jewish elders to him, asking him to come and heal his slave. When they came to Jesus, they appealed to him earnestly, saying, He is worthy of having you do this for him, for he loves our people, and it is he who built our synagogue for us. And Jesus went with them, but when he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to say to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. Therefore, I did not presume to come to you, but only speak the word and let my servant be healed. For I also am a man set under authority with soldiers under me, and I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my slave, do this, and the slave does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him, and turning to the crowd that followed him, he said, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. When those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the slave in good health. Soon afterwards, he went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a large crowd went with him. As he approached the gate of the town, a man who had died was being carried out. He was his mother's only son, and she was a widow, and with her was a large crowd from the town. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion for her, and he said to her, Do not weep. Then he came forward and touched the bier, and the bearers stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, rise. The dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave to him his mother. Fear seized all of them, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen among us, and God has looked favorably on his people. The word about him spread throughout Judea and all the surrounding country. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Think about a funeral you have attended. Visualize the family as they slowly walk in behind the casket or as they watch the urn being carried to the gravesite. Envision the funeral procession you have encountered on the highway a police motorcade zooming in and out, stopping traffic along the way to keep all the cars with bright headlights and little flags together. There is such reverence and respect shown to the family who is grieving and honor given to the one who has died. All that we do in our processes is meant to comfort, to keep a family, family undisturbed, which is why Jesus' actions in the second half of this story feel strange and abrupt to us. 
We hear that Jesus and a crowd of people approach the city of Nain just as a funeral procession walks by. Jesus' eyes quickly take in the situation. We hear the heart-wrenching details. A widow is now burying her only son. There is not only deep grief in that moment, there is dire agony for all that is yet to come. This woman now has no means to support herself financially, no family left to care for her. Her life from this time forward is a procession of death. Luke tells us Jesus is moved by compassion and steps into the sea of mourners. Jesus interrupts the funeral procession. And his words are few. To the widowed mother, he whispers, do not weep. And then his hand touches the wooden bier holding the dead body. The pallbearers freeze, as does everyone else, in the awkwardness of that moment. Jesus then says, young man, I say to you, rise. The dead man sits up and begins to talk. Jesus reunites the son with his mother. Everyone is overcome by both fear and amazement. Jesus interrupts a funeral procession. Jesus stops the march of death. Now, this is odd behavior not only for a funeral, but also in our everyday life. We are taught not to interrupt. Proper etiquette instructs us to let people speak and finish speaking before our voice begins. And so we can be seen as passive as Christians because we don't like conflict or disruption, and we do everything we can to avoid it. Yet, think about the intrusiveness of God so far in the Gospel of Luke. An angel interrupts young Mary with a divine pregnancy message. Shepherds are awakened in the night as God proclaims a holy birth announcement. And the intent of these interruptions? To bring good news of God's favor his love, his presence. To stop the conveyor belt of darkness, despair, and death with good news. God dares to break the cycle, to interrupt with favor. Now I find it so interesting that not much attention is given to the dead man in this story. The interruption and subsequent resurrection happen because Jesus sees his mother and has compassion for her. She never asked Jesus for help. I don't even know if she sees him. Nothing is even mentioned about her faith. Yet Jesus sees her, knows her story, and he breaks in. He raises her son and gives them back to each other. Jesus not only brings life from death, but he restores community to create a new way. And so I wonder if in this story, if more than one person is raised from the dead. 
This mother is raised to embrace a new future now, a new path ahead. Jesus interrupts her life with a message of favor. God sees her and loves her and wants her life to be whole and healthy and for her to be restored into community. Only God has the power to raise dead bodies to life. But we are called to bring life, to raise those like the mother in this story who are walking a procession of lost hope and struggle. Carrie, I think about your work and your purpose at Home Free. It is to stop the cycle of abuse, to come close to people, to be moved with compassion, all because each person deserves to be in safe, life-giving relationships. Carrie, you are an interrupter. Your work raises people to the fullness of life. Now, God's spirit can be calming and healing, but it also can be disruptive. God calls us to dare to break into the procession of despair and interrupt the status quo, to see and to come close to those stuck in patterns of oppression and poverty, those paralyzed in fear, grief, and scarcity, and to all of us, for whatever reason that we seem forgotten. God calls us to be moved with compassion, not just to think about it, but to act. This power is gifted to us not to control or to wield. We are gifted this power to share it, to unleash God's favor for all people, and to raise and restore them into hope and back into community. We remember our baptism today. God's favor interrupts us, and it's sealed upon us to move us out to baptize the world. Baptize the world with God's presence and favor, and then to rise with them to new life. Let it be so. Amen. Please stand as we sing.